Yes, there's a saying that says, the moment you release what's in your hand, God releases what's in His hand. I am a full-time worker for God. I don't work for a boss. I don't have a business. I live totally by faith. I've been doing that all the years. But one day, I was appointed as a manager of four companies. And then uh, some young men, married young men came to me and they said they, they felt like committing suicide because they didn't get work, they didn't have money to provide for their family and therefore they felt like failures as a, a husband and a father. And then I decided to give up my job as a manager and to go and teach these people skills. Give them skills, train them, so that with those skills they can generate an income and provide uh, for their families. I've also got skills. I've got the skill to repair computer computers and I've got the skill to create websites. I've got many skills by the grace of God and I've got the skill to do welding, to make gates, burglar bars and gates and I built trailers also. But I don't, <coughs> I'm not pursuing the money. I am more availing myself of God to use me to make a difference in people's lives. That's why I say you've got to be mad. M-A-D, make a difference. I'm not saying you must give up your job. I'm not saying you mustn't uh, work or you mustn't have a business. You go ahead, have a business. There's nothing wrong with it. You go ahead and work. There's nothing wrong with it. But that's just my choice, uh, what I decided. But it doesn't mean I'm better than you if, if I'm sacrificing all of that. You may be sacrificing in other ways. If you're a mother, you sacrifice a lot for your family. If you're a, a father, you also sacrifice a lot uh, for your children. Because many people don't know what fathers go through at work, what they have to tolerate from the boss or co-workers in order to earn that money to provide. They may come home and not complain about what, what they endure or experience at work. By the same token, the wives don't always tell the husband what she's got to go through during the day taking care of the children and the house, and maybe she may uh, be sickly or in pain too, or discomfort, but she don't complain to her husband. So you also sacrifice as a mother and a wife, and you also sacrifice as a husband and a father. By the same token, even if you, you're not married, you also sacrifice when you study. It's a sacrifice of your time and your pleasure to study, to go to school and go to college and university, but your sacrifice will pay off one day. Yeah, but I'm getting back to my initial statement was, the moment you release what's in your hand, God releases what's in His hand. So I live by faith. I, I preach many places. I did campaigns. I preach in tents. I preach in, in walls. I preach in churches. But I never took up an offering. Never. I never told a pastor 
or the MC, look here, I'm a full-time worker, I don't get an income, I don't have a business, you must take up an offering for me. I never said that. I trusted God. I always made my request known to God and said, Dear Lord, I need money. I, one day I prayed as a missionary. I said, Lord, I was preaching at the church for a week. And when, when it, it was December, I said, Lord, make a way for me. I would like to buy me a suit and a dress trousers. The next day a man knocked at the door with a check in his hand. He was a secretary of the church or the treasurer of the church. And he said to me, how do you spell your surname? And then uh, I told him and he wrote out a check for me. And my brother was also there and he wasn't working. And my brother said, give me also of that money. I said, no, my brother. I prayed to God for this money for a suit and for a trousers, a dress trousers. And I didn't help my brother, although he didn't work. So my brother became frustrated. He hiked all the way through, across two borders to a second country, a third country from our country. No work. He didn't get work. He hiked back again to our country, to the capital city. And he took just any job, a job as a, it was not even a security job because securities get training. He will just became a watchman, a watchman, just looking after um, that time. Well, it was for the railways when they were building, extending the stations. They would put him there and just he must just watch at night. He would just light a fire in a tin and warm himself up, and he would watch over the machinery that they used to extend. Uh, the stations and so my brother he started to save his money and he would go to uh, uh, the library and learn how to fix cars from library books my brother wasn't also highly educated he also couldn't read that well and write that well but today my brother saved his money for a few I think for seven years then he bought a a property, a plot with an old house on it and he sold it and he made a profit and he bought another property, a plot and then he took out a loan and he bought a house and he sold it and today my brother fixes cars and taxis and he is well off all the family, the families who are getting married, they come to him for a loan for their marriage. And he just lends it to them and he don't even say, yeah, when are you going to pay me back? And you haven't paid me back. He's settled and he's sorted. What's the lesson here? What's, what's the reason I'm telling you this? I'm telling you this, that sometimes we, we, we mustn't help people. People who beg. People who just want to borrow because we are cultivating in them a spirit of dependency. Because they continue to depend on others for their monies. But because I did not cultivate that spirit of dependency in my brother, 
He jumped out and went to look for a work and started to save his money. And today he's a rich man. He's a rich man. He's got his own properties. He's got his own business. He's sorted now. But if I had helped him with, with that money, which I asked God for me for a specific purpose, then he would have, may have continued in life to borrow, continued in life uh, uh, to depend on other people, and he would have been poor. He's married also today. So, <laughs> so what's my take? That is the lesson I learned, and, and I realized that sometimes when you don't help people, you actually help them more. They learn to become independent and they learn to depend on God and learn to use the, the tools God has given them, their hands and everything. So let's get back to the initial statement I made. I said, the moment you release what's in your hand, God releases what's in His hand. Yesterday, I had visitors, so I decided I'm going to take them uh, to McDonald's and I took them to McDonald's and I bought them meals and this morning I got the notification somebody deposited six times that amount into my bank account you see the moment I released what was in my hand God released what was in his hand the Bible says give and it shall be given unto you Good measure, pressed down, shaken in overflowing. That's how you will have abundance. I have abundance. I don't borrow money from other people. I don't ask the, the church or the people to contribute towards me, to give me money. I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm not saying I'm better than other pastors or other churches. The, the Bible says you must bring your full tithe to the house of the Lord. And then you must give an offering. You must not only bring a tithe to the church, you must bring an offering. The offering must be for the poor Christians. So, but I'm just giving you a testimony to tell you that if God works in you to give to someone, to your neighbor or your brother or your sister, or to give to another believer or even your co-worker or to the homeless or whoever, if God works in you to give to them, do not be uh, reluctant to give to them. Give. Luke 6 verse 38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Jesus said it. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken in and overflowing, shall men give back to you. So I gave yesterday and this morning there was a deposit in my bank account six times that amount which I gave yesterday. The bank can't give you that kind of return. The other day I, I was in a mall and I, the security passed me and I called him. I said, are you okay? Did you eat already? He said, no. I took 50 rand and I gave the 50 rand to him. I said, look here, buy yourself something to eat. As he walked away, about two steps away from me, I received a notification on my phone. Somebody deposited 500 ran into my account. <laughs> now the person who deposited the money did not know that I gave money to the security, but God knew. God sees. Because the Bible says his eyes run to and fro across the earth. 
and you observe what people are doing. So that is the key. If you want more, give more. That's what a farmer does. If you got maize or corn or wheat, if you got a cup full of maize and you just keep it in your cupboard or on your shelf, it will remain a cup full of maize. But if you give that maize away into the ground and sow it, it will grow and it will yield a harvest. Did you know that for one corn kernel, for one kernel, K-E-R-N-E-L, for one kernel, it's called a kernel. One Afrikaans, we call it a milli, corn. For one corn kernel, I repeat, K-E-R-N-E-L, that's the name. They call one milli. If you, you plant it, you get back 500 kernels. You get at least five corn cobs on that plant from that one milli. I counted it. There's a plus minus 100 or more on one corn cob. And then that one milli produces at least five corn cobs. That's 500. You get back for your one kernel, you get back 500 kernels. So it just shows you the law of nature also tells you that by giving, but it's called sowing, by sowing you will reap. So if you always want to have money and have more, give whatever you give comes back to you. The Bible says there's one who gives out, distributes and gives out and gets more. But there's one who withhold more than is right. But to their own lack. I've seen people who are stingy in my family. People who are stingy. And they wouldn't share like the fruit or the vegetables. And at the end of the day, I saw them. They had to throw away those fruit and vegetables because it became rotten. Because they withheld it. People always think if you give, you're going to lack. You're never going to suffer lack because God says if you give, he will give back to you. I'm not asking you to give to me because I'm not telling you my, my, my details. You don't, you don't have my phone number. You don't have my email address. You cannot contact me really. <clears throat> so I'm not, this is not a motivation to motivate you to give to me. No. I'm giving you a testimony to tell you two things. Number one, if you always want to have more than enough, start giving, start giving, start giving to others. You don't have to give money. You can give time also, time to others. If you feel you don't have enough time, give some of your time to help somebody else. Then whereas you would have struggled or battled with that problem or that, that uh, <clears throat> task, then God will make it so that it gets fixed quickly or maybe someone will come and assist, it, assist you or maybe they will do it for you and you'll find you'll have more time. You can give anything. You can give someone some music on a stick, a thumb drive or a flash drive, give them some music. Or you can give someone encouragement. Giving is not just money. Encourage somebody. Send them a voice message and say, Hold on, keep on keeping on. When you get a setback, don't take a step back, but make a comeback. You can give by 
give words to people that will lift them up, that will make their day. You can say to people, nothing is permanent. Every problem has a sell-by date. <laughs> Every problem has an expiry date. You can send people words like that. Second Corinthians 4.18 says, The things that are seen is temporary. So if you can see your problem, you must know that problem is temporary. It's not permanent. It's like a storm. <clears throat> There's no storm that comes and stands still in one place and is there for years on end. The storm comes to pass. So every problem that you're facing, every problem that comes your way has come to pass. The Lord bless you. If you want to have abundance, sow abundantly. If you give if you give a little, you'll get back a little. If you give abundantly, you'll get back abundantly. But pray to God to whom you must give and when you must give and how much you must give. Give wisely. Pray to God. You cannot just give to everyone who asks you. Okay, because the devil may send someone to rob you. You've got to use wisdom. You've got to have money to sustain yourself and your family. You mustn't give your families bread money or food money away or your petrol money away. Okay, <laughs> don't give away the money that's set aside for your living expenses. Use your money wisely. The Lord bless you.